Thank you for joining us today. My name is Maccabee Griffin. And I'm Marcella. And this is Beyond the Pen, where we take the well-known adage, read between the lines to a whole new level and beyond. Each week we sit down with a new author to not only discuss one of their books, but also learn the story behind the story. Hello, Marcella. We are back. Hi, Mac. Again. 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 So this one's going to be interesting for you just because, well, I think we need to have a coach that's going to at least try to change some of those crazy behaviors of yours. Because you That know, can happen. Oh, dang it. I was hoping so. Anyways. Well, today we are going to be talking to a young lady who is a certified life mastery consultant, the founder Ooh. and CEO of Infinite Solutions LLC. She has been on some spiritual journeys that have helped her to develop and research the fundamentals of psychology, neuroscience, and you're going to love this quantum physics my favorite subject yeah i know you're kind of up there anyways without further ado ladies and gentlemen i give you miss carrie schmidt carrie thank you for being on the show hi maccabee hi marcella i'm excited to be here with you today so before we get too much into this because i really want people to really understand as much as this is possible, because there's a lot, there's a lot that you go, like I said, you go down some rabbit holes, but first and foremost, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. And most importantly, something that we can't find on the internet about you. Okay. I'll start with the, something you can't find on the internet about me is I was carjacked in Memphis on a job interview when I was traveling out of town. So that was pretty crazy. I am a single mother. I've raised my son on my own since he was born. He's now 15 years old. He's amazing. And I call him my angel baby. And I have, I used to run a hundred million dollar manufacturing facility in the Pittsburgh area. And I left corporate America to kind of pursue my passion and my vision is to really reach, reach, teach, and transform millions of lives by helping raise human consciousness and mental health awareness, because I believe mental health is the most important health we can have. And most of us are a bunch of supercomputers walking around on autopilot. So we need to become aware of the power that we hold, harness that power, and really transform our lives to have a ripple effect in the universe and make this world a better place. And you know what? I agree completely on that because there are so many things that we can do by just learning about one another, that we can learn just about ourselves. I did have one real big question in regards to the dedication, because I thought it was really interesting how you expressed it to your son, Kaysen. Is that correct? Yes, You know, there's a lot of things when it comes to dedications and, of course, the forwards and everything that we have about family and friends that have helped us. But can we talk about, you know, how he became and you put it as this. You are my ray of light in the seemingly dark world. You are my awakening to love, love's presence 
your birth awakened my soul. Now, as a father, I understand how our children can awake many things in us. But in this case, it feels like there's some more specific things that he did to change something in you. So what was it? And does it still affect you to this day on your mission? Yeah, absolutely. Before my son was born, I was on a dark path. I was, I had, I had went through a lot of emotional roller coasters, you know, as a young girl and as a teenager, relationship issues, you know, as young women, I think we need to find our value and our place in the world. But I was just on a dark path. And I believe that God planted the seed in me when I needed it most. And if it wasn't for my son, I probably would have ended up in jail or be dead by now. So he really just, I mean, I say in the book, you know, when I held him for the first time, it was like the lights came on in a dark stadium. You know, it was just like, wow, there's so much more to life than just me and my problems and my struggles. You know, I have this being to care for and take care of. And so that just, it shifted my whole perspective on life. And I, you know, I quit doing anything that I was doing bad before. And I really was able to transform my life. And it's just been an amazing journey. Now, I can definitely understand on that. Because like I said, I'm a father, Marcella's a mother. We have all gone through some dark parts of our life. You know, I was a veteran. I've been blown up a few times. Mm-hmm. I've went through hell and high water. Marcella has got her own story and the things that she's been through as well. And there was something that you said in, in there about just how the programming that we have when we are born, there, there's so much there, but over time we start to add a few things here and there as well as updates to the programming that may not be the best, Mm -hmm. but it still impacts our our life in some way, shape, or form. Right. And one of the things I really wanted to ask you is, because, again, you don't stick to just a certain science in this. You go in so many different ways. Besides, Because most people, when they're a life coach, they deal mostly with psychology or biology, depending on what type of coaching they're doing, especially in business and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you went down some some different ways. You, I'm talking about quantum physics, neuroscience, string theory, and of course, some other universal laws. Mm-hmm. But what drove you to look into these other sciences instead of just sticking with the psychology and biology like many others? Right. I, you know, I didn't know about this stuff when I was younger. They don't teach you it in school. So I got a glimpse of it. You know, I subscribe to an app called Gaia, which I call the Netflix for spirituality. It's what I watch. (laughs) I don't watch the news because I don't like to feed my own self with fear and worry about what's going on in the world. And I feel like if you feed into it, you just fuel its fire. So I started watching Gaia. I started, you know, researching and finding different spiritual leaders like Dr. Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden, Dr. Teresa Bullard. There's so many spiritual teachers that what I say explains the science behind spirituality. And I'm a very logical person. Like I need to understand things um, 
all the way down to the nuts and bolts of it in order to really believe in it. And so it was like I was introduced to these certain universal laws through Mary Morrissey, Bob Proctor, the Dream Builder program that I was a part of. But I really wanted to learn more about it. So I just I started researching and I started applying that science to my life and validating and vetting the system to prove that it really does work. And then that's when I'm like, wow, I want to teach this to as many people that are interested in learning because they don't broadcast it on the nightly news. There should be, you know, I, I want to go in and speak to high schools and colleges and and just give them some insight as to the infiniteness of our world and our capacity to tap into that infinite potential. And yeah, you hit a lot of different things on that too, especially when it came to really, like I said before, just coming into the world, we already got this programming already in our head and stuff like that. And this was something that I really thought was interesting because I never heard of a life timeline system. And this is, I think, if I remember correctly, this is a program that you specifically created yourself. Yes. Can you elaborate on what that is and just give us an example of maybe somebody who doesn't really know a lot about all these other major sciences and just try to put it yeah. down. Basically think of it like, I'm not the brightest guy here. Okay. <laughs> and Marcello will be the first person to really push that out to everybody. Absolutely. So, dumb it down for me. Okay. <laughs> Please. Okay. So the seven step life timeline system of transformation is this. Your life timeline is from birth until today. I'm 40 years old. So I have 40 years of memories, experiences, emotions that are stored in my subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is a program that was downloaded since childhood. And we don't realize how critical our childhood programming is in replaying these stories or belief systems in the back of our mind for the rest of our lives that can negatively impact our results or positively impact our results. It depends on what kind of program you got. So your life timeline is this, this life, right? And so today, let's say I'm 40 and I realize that I have this unconscious behavior pattern. You know, maybe I get upset with my boyfriend. I shut down. I push him away. Okay. That's just one example. All right. Well, me shutting down, pushing him away is not helping our relationship. It's only hindering our relationship. So I have to say, step one is to tag it. So an unconscious behavior pattern or self-sabotaging habit, I'm going to tag it. I'm going to become aware of it. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. I got a problem. Next step two is to go back in your lifetime and determine when was the inception point of this way of thinking, behaving, or acting. You know, when was the first time that you observed this particular type of behavior? Step three is to feel it. Okay. So once we remember what happened, now we have to feel, you know, how did I feel at that point in time when I noticed this type of behavior? My parents, I, I tell in the book that my parents got divorced when I was younger. So I just remember fighting. I mean, my dad screamed and yelled at my mom. And I just remember that. And I'd go in my bedroom and I'd shut the door and I'd turn the music up and I'd sit there cry by myself, six-year-old little girl. Um, so these are, these are things that you have to go back and feel and remember. But then step four is to flip it. 
because we walk through life with our blinders on and we only see one side most of the time. And I believe that life is all about your perspective and your perspective shapes your reality. So sometimes we have to flip our perspective, try to see it from someone else's lens. I I tell a story about, you know, my dad would get mad at my mom because she went out and got a job and she would wear skirts to work and that made him jealous and that made him angry and that started a lot of the fighting. So I flip the perspective and look back and say, okay, well, why did my dad act like this? So I'm going to get curious about this. And what I noticed is that my mom told me that my grandfather, who I never met, was a mean old German. And when him and my grandmother came over on the boat from Germany, my grandmother raised eight kids on her. Well, she raised eight kids, but she never went out and got a driver's license. She never got a job or anything. So my dad kind of was raised with this programming and this belief system that women stay home, take care of the kids, and you don't go out and get a job and especially wear skirts to work. So I was able to flip my perspective and have some compassion for my father at that point in time because he just got a download of a faulty program as well. And so we pass these faulty programs down to our children and then it becomes a generational you know, thing that we just continue until we can become conscious of the program and override it. Step five of the seven step system is to then release that energy. So you release it, release the emotions that are still held in your energy body. Because if you know anything about kind of quantum physics, that energy is everything. It can't be created or destroyed. It can only be transformed. So we need to transform or release that energy from following us around through life. And then step six is to reprogram. So you want to reprogram and repattern your way of thinking in every present moment. So everybody always says, well, where do I start? I'll tell you right now. You're going to start by noticing your way of thinking. Start by just noticing the thoughts that go through your mind on a daily basis. Step seven is to resonate. So everyone understands the law of attraction, I think, by now, right? We got to vision it. They do these vision boards and everything. That's great. You have to be very specific with what it is you want, but then you have to resonate in the energy of that now. Mm -hmm. That's what most people miss. You have to start showing up and acting like the person that you want to become, and you have to start doing that now. And when you couple those together, the reprogramming and the resonating and the energy, you can train your subconscious mind to start to think and act in different ways. And that is the system of transformation. I say you have to rinse and repeat because if you have a faulty program for over 30 years, it's not going to take two weeks to override it. it. It takes, there's a 2190 rule, 21 days to break a habit, 90 days to reprogram a new way of being. So it takes continuous work. And this is something I do on a daily basis. And I've been doing it for many, many years and it takes time, but it gets easier as you go. So that's the system. Did I explain it good enough? Yes, very much so. Thank you. Because again, I am not the brightest person in the world. I try, but uh, when it comes to science and stuff, I am not that good at it. That's why I'm a creative guy. It's different. Sure. But here's the thing. I, I wanted to add something to what you just said on the last part. I was like, it takes 29 days 
to what was it again? 29 20, days the to the 2190 rule. 21 yeah. days to break a habit, 90 days to reprogram a new way of being. And a lifetime to continue it. Yes. Yep. Because I've noticed, I always like to put that last part on there for at mm-hmm. least for myself, because of the fact that I noticed that anytime that I've tried to change something, there's always been some blockage. Like I'll mm-hmm. stick with it for like a couple of days and then all of a sudden I'll just revamp back into that comfort zone of my subconscious. And you really go into that and talking about, you know, the separation between the conscious and the subconscious. The subconscious is only is dealing with 95% of the brain and the mind and everything is going on. Because yeah. again, it's like the background programs that are continuously yeah. making you continuously go and not die. Right. But it, it's also the 5% consciousness that we really need to hold on to a little bit more to to change, to create that active role. Because I remember this morning when I was talking to one of our groups that I'm in, it's called Men of Hope, and we get together, we go over scripture, and we try to see how it reflects on our personal lives today, Mm -hmm. in today's form. And a gentleman that's on there, his name is John, he made the comment that, you know, one of the things that we, there's like four things that we do. We read the scripture, we pray, we meditate, and then we act. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's really hard for us to act upon the information we're given. Why do you think it's so hard for us to really hit that point of action? I think our society gives more attention and value to the egoic mindset, a passion for riches, material things. You know, it's, it's like, it's almost like not normal, like, you know, to, to show love and to show up and be compassionate and have grace and act with gratitude and appreciation, all of the things that we should do. It's almost like that's not normal. And that is the new normal we need to create is, you know, it might almost be uncomfortable for some people to, you know, I don't know, start acting differently than what everybody else does. And I think that's what we need to shift and we need to change because so many people believe in, you know, God. Okay. We believe in a higher power. Well, if we believe in a higher power, then why do we act the way that we do in society today, you know, there's mm-hmm. so much separation, there's so much judgment and criticism. And that's, that's what I am against. Like, I don't like to talk about other people. I refuse. I'll remove myself from the situation because there's karmic energy. You know, what you give is what you get. And I don't want that energy around me. So I just think it's, we need to, we need to really bridge the gap between you know, what it is we're learning and trying to apply to our life and then actually being able to take the action that we talk about, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think here's the other thing. I wanted to go back a little bit because of something you said about the generational mindset Yeah, and everything that is changed over the, over the years. You know, there's a lot of times when 
we were growing up or prior to us, our parents growing up and our grandparents growing up, it was like hard work, hard work, hard work, hard work. You know, we have the social mindset of our roles that we have to play. And even in those roles, you work hard within that specific role, you know, and obviously depending on what the culture is, you know, with the Japanese culture, it's always, it's more social. It's all about the community, all about our country. Here, it was always, it's always more about the individual who helps to create a better community. And sometimes it's not even that, it's just better us in general, because there's obviously we are very selfish in some way, shape, or yeah. form. Mm -hmm. May it be a survival thing, maybe trauma, whatever the case may be, because again, we, we deal with a lot of things. But it's the generational thing I really wanted to hit back on is because there are certain things that we learn from our parents mm -hmm. and our parents learn from them. And obviously we can go into the positives. We can go into the negatives. There's a whole lot of things that really, like I said, prior, when you were talking about the computer, the supercomputer and programs being added to it, updates, right. all of these things, both positive and negative. Mm -hmm. But there was something when I was, I was reading this and looking at the science Again, trying to come from your point of view at this, from a layman's terms, because again, not the brightest guy, but trying. We have seen subconsciously, we've learned certain things. And unfortunately, over time, they've been stored away in our comfort zone, i.e. clean your plate before you get up from the table. If you want to have, if you have time to lean, you have time to clean. And my favorite, if you do it right the first time, you don't have to come back and do it again. And these were things that we learned from our parents. But over time, unfortunately, I think it's also meant that we've subconsciously harmed ourselves in that path as well. Would you agree to that? In, in some aspects, it, it really all depends on the situation. But I mean, there are some things that, you know, we have been trained to think that here's what I like to say. Life is a journey of learning, unlearning and relearning. So there's some things that we have to unlearn in order to gain our power back. Yeah. And because here's the thing, like when I was looking at that, I was like, okay, so how does that impact us today? You know, for example, the clean your plate. Well, there's an actual syndrome called clean your plate syndrome. Mm -hmm. And it really does a lot of things of like in your mind, you're feeling guilty because you're throwing food away. Mm -hmm. And that can really impact not only your budget, it can also impact your health and the way that you interact with other people about certain things. And unfortunately, there's a lot of, you know, the things like stress eating and stuff like that that happened there. Yep. So with all that being said, how can we fix that? If we were looking at your program alone, mm -hmm. how would you suggest that we at least start looking at that awareness awareness is the first step that gives us power becoming aware of the situation how is it impacting me how is it impacting the people around me the people that i love how is this how is this impacting my children who i'm trying to teach and encourage to be a better version or to just be the best that they can be instead of hindering them 
And again, it, it really all depends on the specific thing. You know, if it's, you know, clean your plate, well, that just makes sense to do that. And it's really important to the person who's usually the one that has to do the dishes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trust me. I definitely know that. But we get so busy. And that's what I think our problem is today is we're just so busy being busy that we're missing mm-hmm. the boat on it all. Just life and time with time with our families, time with our kids. And, you know, it's just it's it's almost like it's we've just lost it. And that's that's what I talk about in the book is like come back to the present moment because this is the gift of life right here right now stop stop worrying about the future stop living in the past and just be in this moment and be the best person that you can be in this moment and try to have a positive impact on those around you awareness is what gives you power so if you're showing up with a negative mindset negative energy you're impacting those around you in a negative way. So let's become aware of my way of thinking and feeling in this present moment. If I notice I'm out of alignment, out of balance, then I can pause. I can breathe. I can say positive affirmations. There's a lot of things that you can train yourself to do to be able to shift your mindset and energetic frequency in the moment to come back and, and be that positive person. It's not always easy. Believe me, I coach myself more than I coach anyone else. Like I'm constantly reminding myself of these things. I have little notes on my refrigerator, you know, breathe and smile, enjoy the present (laughs) moment, just little reminders for myself so that I can stay in tune and in touch Because that's the thing is we can get stuck in our comfort zone and it's scary to step out. It's scary to do something different. And then we also get stuck with the fear, doubt, and worry. And those are just egoic illusions. They're really not even real if you think about it. So what are we worrying about? Because that worry is stealing from this moment right now. And if we can all just raise our level of consciousness a little bit higher, 1%, we can make this world a better place and make it different, but that's what it's going to take. And I think it's, it's being vulnerable. It's opening up. It's sharing our truths, breaking down those walls that we've built that are defense mechanisms, but they're, they're not, they're not serving us. Probably. I'm just going to, for me, I know my defense mechanisms weren't serving me in the end. So I had to learn how to break down my own walls that I built and learn how to be love, you know? Mm -hmm. And I say, I am loved. I am love and I'm loved. And that's, that's the truth. And that's what we need to come back to. And, you know, I love that because it is something that I truly believe that if we don't start loving one another, then we're not going to be able to change the world, but we have to start loving ourselves first because we can't learn how to love others if we can't even learn how to love ourselves. And that's a real big thing in so many people's lives. It's a deterrent for a lot of people Mm -hmm. because of the fact that we really don't have that. We don't see that we have the strength to do it. Mm -hmm. We always, we're always hearing all these toxic things around us. You know, even if it's not to us personally, we're still hearing it. And we become very condescending, even if something wonderful helps us. We're like, okay, that's great, but I don't believe it until it happens. Or, 
okay, when's the other shoe going to drop? You right. know, and yeah. and unfortunately, that makes a big difference on our acting point because we're afraid of actually trying. Mm-hmm. And your and, belief system, what you believe shapes what's, what happens. Like the power of just your mind. That's another thing that I went down the rabbit hole. Like if you uh-huh. believe that the other, that something bad's going to happen and you're waiting for it, then just keep your, it's going to happen. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and here's the other thing. It's like when I was reading the book and mind you, there's a lot of science involved in this book. There's a, I was at one point, I really like, man, am I going back to college? Well, that's this good. Is a lot there, <laughs> because it is, it is, but there's a lot of things involved in it that, you know, when you're reading, you're like, I didn't, I couldn't see it that way. I never thought to see it that way. Do you think that because of the way that it was written and the, the rabbit holes that you went down when you were looking at neuroscience and quantum physics and all these little string theories and stuff like that, do you think that's the reason why, or at least it had an impact on how to put this together, this program together? And also to create that idea of, I can finally fix myself. Mm -hmm. It took me four years to write this book. I started writing like just, I, I actually had it in like different notebooks and then I dropped it all into like one note. And then I was like, it was almost like building a puzzle because mm-hmm. there was so much information, but I wanted to weave it in a way that it would be easy for the reader to kind of understand and apply to their own life and their own way of thinking. And so that's why I share my stories to try to use like my stories to teach this system. But as I was writing and and kind of applying it, I transformed during the process. Like this, this, this book transformed me. It transformed the way that I looked at my relationships and the way that I looked at my struggles in the past. And it still does, like as I talk about it, it's just really a transformational work. It is. So it, it, it taught me a lot. And I'll tell you, you know, I talk about manifesting my soulmate because I was single forever. It feels like <laughs> I really started to put it out there that I wanted to find the love of my life. But I write about, you know, we have to love ourselves first before you can ever expect to find love. And if you don't do the work inside in the internal work, you'll continue to manifest the same story. And it might be in a different man or woman, you know, it might be in a different relationship, but it seems like the similar story. And it's like, why do I continue to attract all the bad guys? Well, because that's the energy and that's the vibration that you're putting out there. So until I work on me and shifting my own energy, I'm going to continue to manifest these situations that are trying to teach me a lesson that my soul needs to evolve. And so when we can finally become aware of that and start to do the work, then you'll see miracles happen. And now I've been in a relationship with the love of my life for now two years, and I plan to spend the rest of my life with him. Thank you. But I'm doing the work that I teach now on me in our relationship, you know, 
because being a single independent woman for very long, I, I don't need anybody, right? So it's it's easy to just piss me off and I'm like, all right, peace out. But that's not that's not the answer. That that's that's my own programming that I learned to to stop getting hurt in the past, but now it's only hurting me and I don't want that to happen. So now I'm more aware of my own self-sabotaging habits so that I can repattern and reprogram them and stop doing it. And it's working. And you know what? I'm so glad you said that because there are certain things that I've started to really notice, you know, again, being a father really helps you to really look at things in a different light. You know, obviously as a young man, I was like every other young man. I was only looking at women a certain way or Mm -hmm. looking at certain things a certain way, because again, it's what we see. It's, Mm -hmm. it's the things that come towards us. And it's always funny how certain titles just say everything involved. You know, the, the fact that you really called your, your book behind the screen it is something that really I thought was interesting in the fact that we do need to look behind the screen. Mm-hmm. And many times we just need to look beyond the screen. Yeah. Or clean the screen. Clean the screen. got a foggy screen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's too many fingerprints on the screen. Yeah. You know? Especially if you have children, there's too many screen and too many fingerprints on everything. <laughs> Crap, food, everything. It's horrible. It's very horrible. And <laughs> too much information. Probably. No, it's okay, um, Maccabee. I can tell you like <laughs> cleanliness. You're a clean freak, aren't you? No, that's the <laughs> funny thing. It really no, I am I am horrible. I'm as bad as my six-year-old, honestly, okay. sometimes. But because I'm a stay-at-home dad, I kind of have to be. Because right. it's like one of those things, like when I go into the into the into the kitchen and I see just piles and piles of just dishes and trash Mm -hmm. and it just blows my mind that i'm living in a house with a six-year-old i can deal with that Mm -hmm. a wife i can deal with that she's you know she's radiation therapist she's got to do her thing she comes home she's tired as can be got it but i've got a 15 year old boy and i have my 20 year old sister living with us right now Uh, so i shouldn't be able to see this stuff it just I digress. It's okay because I have a 15-year-old son and I have a sink full of dirty dishes downstairs that if I get off this podcast and go downstairs and they're still there, we got problems. <laughs> so I'm right I, there with you. Oh, I am so like that too. It just drives me nuts. There's a lot of things that drive me nuts. But I think that it's something that really helps to drive me too because we, we've, we've been talking about some of the negative stuff that is programmed in us because mm-hmm. that we need to change. But I want to look at the positive stuff that yeah. we see as well, because we need to secure those. We need to put firewalls around those enough to protect them yeah. from all the things that are coming through to this, through the screen. I will admit the very first time that I, I heard behind the screen was there was these dove commercials for young ladies about, dealing with all the toxic beauty tips that are out there. And, oh, if you don't look a certain way, then you're not going to be perfect or they're not going to look at you a certain way and stuff like that. 
But then let's look at the other things that are being thrown out there. There's plenty of videos on YouTube of just kindness being thrown out, mm -hmm. kindness being presented to people no matter what. Yeah. You know, it doesn't even take a camera. You don't need a camera to be kind. Right. I saw a gentleman that worked at Walmart that was a cashier and a young lady had a lot of food, but she didn't have enough money. Mm -hmm. And he whipped out his card, slid it through and... That was it. Yeah. Changed her day, I bet. And maybe life. You just never know. Exactly. But here's the other thing I really liked about it because the gentleman that was right behind her saw this and put it out to everybody. And because there were so many people that looked at like, we need this. We need yeah. this. We need this. The gentleman actually paid for this guy's school tuition. Just wow. right out because of kindness. Yep. And Obviously, we don't want to just show kindness because, you know, there'll be something coming to us at some right. point. We just want to find that. I want to talk about, like, how do we really lock in all those positive programs that are already there, all those passions when we were kids, mm -hmm. and to also be able to bring them back up as adults if we've forgotten about them? Yeah. How do we do that? Well, it, it's repetition. It's it's continuing to think about it and, you know, go back. And if you do remember, like I remember praying with my grandmother on the rosary, like we said, you know, we did the rosary and we would pray every night before bed. When my son was little, I we would sit down and we'd pray every night before bed. Those are things that leave a really good imprint in the child's mind and now the adult like i'm talking about it at 40 years old of praying with my grandmother you know i i like to say you plant seeds that's all you can really do you can plant seeds and it takes the person to kind of cultivate it now you can shine light on those seeds and you can water them you can give them love but it's it's when you start to see them take roots and, and start to blossom. So my son, who's 15, you know, he's amazing. And I'll say, he's, he never listens. Oh, they're listening. Because <laughs> he'll come out and start coaching me. Like if I'm having a bad day, he'll be like, mom, <laughs> you know, and he'll start giving me like a pep talk. Breathe, like, mom, breathe. Yeah. Okay. Caitlin. <laughs> you know, it's okay, mom, you know? And so just know that, you know, if we're talking about your kids, they're listening and it might not, you might not see it right now, but years later, you'll see them kind of pulling up those seeds that you planted and, and it's good. So just keep planting the seeds. That's, that's what we can do with your friends, with your family, you know, drop little affirmations. Hey, listen today, just tell somebody how amazing they are today. Everybody, Aaron. everyone who's listening to this podcast right now, I want you to make it a action step that you're going to tell someone who means something to you that they're amazing, they're beautiful, and just show them appreciation and respect because just that little small act of kindness can put a smile on their face and can shift their day. When you shift their day, they might shift someone else's day, and that's the power of energy, and that's the power of connection. So plant seeds of goodness. Remember to water them. The sun's always shining at some point, and we can see those little fruits start to come to fruition. Well, Carrie, you're amazing. Marcella, Thank you're you. not amazing. You've got an ego on you. No, I love her to death.
No, I, I truly love Marcella. She's a she's my sister from another mister. We've only known each other for a little over six months, and we've already adopted each other into our families. Oh, wow. Um, I thought you were a brother and sister for real, so you're... No, that's the funny thing. I love how you're not the only one. Like, literally everybody thinks that not only because we look somewhat alike because of our uh -huh. skin tone, it's just the way that we banter with each other. We've mm -hmm. only known each other for a little over six months. Wow. That's really it. cool. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things that, you know, even if you've never heard what she just said in your entire life, you have been just bombarded with toxicity from family, from friends, from the world, and you feel like you are absolutely nothing. Know that one thing is clear. You will always be loved, period. End of discussion. It doesn't matter if you believe in God, if you don't believe in God, if you believe in Jesus, you don't believe in Jesus, if you have your own pantheon that you believe, that's fine. Just understand that a higher power mm -hmm. believes in you so much that they actually were willing to create you. There's That's the only reason why you're here is because they were loved you so much they wanted you to be alive and not mm -hmm. just a thought. Right. If there is actually thoughts and higher powers, but we'll go for that part now. Mm -hmm. But at this time, for everybody else, Marcella had to leave early because she had an emergency to deal with. So I, Marcella, if you hear this, I hope everything goes well with you. I will talk to you to get a little bit later to get better at that. But I'm going to go ahead and ask the questions that she always asks. Okay. So are you ready? I'm ready. Good, because I'm not. No. So tell us about what you're writing kryptonite. Distractions. I am a squirrel. Squirrel. Well, I, I also get a whole bunch of ideas too. So I got one and then this. So distraction will sidetrack me. Just got to get back on track. Yeah, I, I'm like that too. I have so many thoughts and just lead to other thoughts. And I think I've never been told I have ADHD, but I think I do have a little bit of ADHD. Yeah. But leading into that, is there a quote or a person within your life, besides Kaysen, that has inspired you to continue writing or just to be a better person? Dr. Wayne Dyer. The first book I read that kind of guided me towards this personal transformational journey is Dr. Wayne Dyer, The Power of Intention. And he says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And I believe 100% in that. I've read most of his books and I try to apply that way of thinking to my life. And that's kind of what I use to teach others as well. That is awesome. I love that. And finally, what's next? I am looking to speak to as many groups as possible. So I'm, I'm looking for speaking engagements, high schools, colleges. My goal is to really reach the younger generation and teach them the power of their mind, body, soul connection, the universal laws that they don't teach us about in school that you can start to apply to your life to really transform and improve your results. And so that is where I'm at. And then I'm also going to record an audible because I listen to a lot of books on Audible. So that's going to be my next step probably here in September. 
And I also offer a supplemental coaching program for the seven step system. So as you're introduced to it in the book and you start to apply it to your life, if you want to take it deeper and get personal coaching and assistance to maybe help you sustain the journey you're going on, I offer that as well. And yeah, it's it's good stuff. That is awesome. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for being on the show and for everybody else out there. Her book is called Behind the Screen, Uncover the Truth, Connect to Your Power, Passion, Purpose. Carrie, thank you again. I appreciate you. Tell everybody where they can find you online so we can get people just bombarding you with just everything that you need. Yeah, I would love that. You can go to carrie-schmidt.com. All my social media links are on there. You can you can have a link to buy the book. The book is available on Amazon, so go get it and read it. And if you do, please leave me an honest review as that helps me reach more listeners and readers. I do offer a complimentary strategy session. You can book on my website if you're interested in learning more about what it's like to work with a life coach. Or if you have a business and you have a team that you're looking to inspire, I do business consulting, executive coaching, leadership development and training. So would really love to work with you. So thank you so much, Maccabee. Thank you, Marcella. I hope everything goes well for you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for providing this platform to reach other people. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. Normally, it's me and Marcella at this time, but again, she had to leave early for an emergency. Don't worry. Normally, it's something very little. Anyways, for me personally, I learned so many things in her book. It is it is really interesting when someone takes a motivation and a passion for something. Many people think it's nothing really big, but in this case, she went all over the place with psychology, with quantum physics, with theory. Just there's so many things. She was able to really take all these sciences and mold them into something that is out there that honestly no one else has done before. And that's one of the great things about this book. You need to go out and find this book. We'll have a link in the notes. Go find her, follow her on her on her social media. Just bombard her with all the love and care that our community will provide to everybody and anybody. And please share this. If you know somebody who's going through a hard time, who needs really some help to just even get pushed a little bit more just to start, bombard them with this book. Tell them, go out, get this book. Go to her website, get that complimentary time with her so she can just give you her two cents, her very scientific and very powerful two cents. In this case, I think it's probably about worth $20 instead of two cents, but we'll go anyways. Anyways, we love you. Continue to follow us. Continue to tell everybody about us. But most importantly, continue to be you. You are the truer self than you can ever be. You were born that way. Don't let anybody ever tell you differently. You are loved. If no one else is going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. I love you. 
You are perfect in every way that you were given when you first came to this earth. Let's start changing the world one person at a time. So, as I always say, keep writing, keep inspiring, and keep sharing as you go beyond the pen. Hey folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's video on demand and live stream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.